Welcome to Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm here with Matt Leach and we're in LA. Hello, we are in LA. Yes, we are. This episode is part of our Adobe Max series that we're recording in LA and this episode we have Alicia Souza, an illustrator and designer living in, working in India, Bangalore. Born in the Middle East, she studied and worked in Australia, Melbourne, before moving to India and starting an extensive online business. And when we say extensive, it's it's extensive. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great. How was your flight? We're going to talk about this, like, straight up. Like, how was everyone's uh, flight so, to LA? So long. Yeah. Um, so it was a 10-hour flight to London, and then from there it was a 12-hour flight to LA. And, like, by the time you land, you're on a different, well, obviously a time zone, but, like, mm. mentally just... You don't know what's happening, yeah. what day it is. And so 10 <laughs> hours, did you say, and then 12 hours and 12 on top of that? Directly, like, there was no, like, there was a layover that got, basically. Wow. That's like old-fashioned flights. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like literally a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, a day of travel. Wow. And yeah. when did you get in? Did you get in last night? Last yes. night, Last night, yeah. same as me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. But I tried watching a movie before bed. Just right. to make sure I did something in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I always never know what to do with that, because you know, I like the idea that, you know, you get on, you don't watch anything, yeah. you sleep really well, yeah. you wake up really refreshed, ready to go, and it never happens. I lie there, and like this, I, I was lucky compared to you guys, I had like 12 hours direct flight. Oh, that's good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it took me 10 hours to work out how to get comfy, yeah. and I had two hours awesome you, sleep. You had all the opportunity in the world. Yeah. And, and I had the whole row to myself. Oh, the my whole God. row. Oh, that's, has- that's almost worse, because like, there's so many options. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I prefer it when I'm just like, like Squish. tucked in and you're a tall guy in, and you're, yeah. you're like well this is what it is this is what I'm going to have to deal with and then you get with it but like so thanks Adobe yeah. for taking us um, it, it, it has been great we'll do a bit of a sponsor shout out so yes yeah, so this is part of our Adobe Max 2018 kind of series so we're catching we're going pretty crazy actually this is our first one but god knows when or when what order we're going to publish all these in but yeah this is all part of catching up with people while all these amazing creatives are here in LA with us and we've got a pretty banging schedule going already. We have. It's only day one, so we're gonna be really busy. Um, We've got some fantastic people, such as Alicia, um, here to talk about. So shout out to Adobe for getting us over here and and also also HP um, for bringing us out. And a whole bunch of the insiders are sponsored by HP, which is pretty cool, because they've got these Z-books. Yeah. Have you noticed them? I have noticed them. They're walking around, so are they, hold on. So they look super powerful laptops because they were like, because they run Adobe natively or something. Yeah, they they ship with Adobe Creative Cloud, and a lot of the insiders are using them because they're illustrators, so like traveling illustrators, so illustrate on the fly. And it's it's like Wacom technology or something, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, so it's like all of our mates all together and having like a little party of technology, which is pretty cool. I know, because I I was watching someone and then they just started drawing on the screen, and I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah. So, how do we get one of those? Uh, I think we're going to try and get our hands on one at some <laughs> point. Um, so watch th- watch this space. And obviously, our mates at Stream Time. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, it, you know people that have listened to the podcast a lot have heard us bang on about Stream Time a lot. It's what keeps us on schedule, um, project management software. Um, but for new listeners, check it out. Stream Time. It keeps us on time and keeps our episodes happening. Yes, it does. Let's get on to the good stuff. So <laughs> I want to kick off with. Okay. How you describe yourself, because you describe yourself as an illustrative designer. Yes. What is an illustrative designer? Um, so I started off, I studied actually design. Um, so I started off as a designer and then got into illustration. Uh, but I had to kind of mix the two up for a lot of, when I just started out a lot. And that's when I started calling it illustrative design. And ultimately just 
started working on illustration. So, so mm. is this moving? So you started designer, illustrative yeah. designer, illustrator. Yeah, actually, so there's a yeah. pathway here. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But I think illustrative designer kind of stuck. <laughs> and when did it? When did it kind of start taking hold? Like, was it was it in college that you started? Yeah. So I realized that in my last semester of uh, university that I kind of just like drawing, pretty much solely. Um, and right after, uh, right out of uni, like on my portfolio review day, I got a job with the newspaper. It was my first contract job with the Age. Oh and wow! Yeah, it yeah. was it was lots of fun. And then like you know you do your first project and you're like, oh, this is for me. I'm gonna do this for my entire life. And then I couldn't do it for like the first two years. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's when I kind of just knew I knew I wanted to be an illustrator. And, um, yeah, it started from there, I guess. So what sort of illustrations were you doing for The Age? Uh, for The Age, it was... Uh, <laughs> I had to drop koalas. Um, it was... Lots um, of koalas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I had to do... It was, what do you call it? A puzzle? Right. It was, a, it was an illustrated puzzle, but it was, like, uh, so fun. Okay. I mean... It was an illustrated puzzle. It's the most fun I can get. So is that what you did? Like, full, was that full time? Is no, it, like it was. A... It was only a contract job. Yeah. And um, I remember the editor at the time said, uh, "You you can totally get into this full time, but you have to get into politics." And I'm really not politically ah, inclined so at right. all because most of the illustrators who are on board uh, the whole time, are, yeah, right. they have to, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm just super not politically inclined. So they wanted you to do, to create like illustrative political puzzles. Uh, I'm that... guessing political <laughs> cartoons, but um, but yeah, uh, I mean, koala looks like little, little yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of see that because your style, I can see how that would translate to political cartoons. I used to draw a, li a little different back then, um, so my style kind of evolved to what it is now. Um, over time, with doing a lot of work, only when I moved to India. Um, but that time, it was a little more. Um, I would say sketchy, and I think it worked a little more well with, you know, a little more impromptu kind of illustrations for, for politics, technically. Mm. Yeah. So readers of the age are quite sketchy, so that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good segue to, like, um, not, not, the, not the joke by Flynn, right. but to, talking about, like, how your illustration style has evolved. Okay. Let's go right back, because sure. you grew up in the Middle East, didn't yeah. you? Whereabouts? In Abu Dhabi. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you talked about, like, always drawing. Yeah. Where did that come from? So I think, so um, when I think back, so I never thought I was going to be an illustrator. So only afterwards you can say, like, in hindsight, I always drew. Um, but, <laughs> like, if I became, like, a math teacher, I'd be like, in hindsight, I was always good in math. But I drew as a kid, but I just, what I realized is, like, everyone stopped drawing after a while. And I just never stopped. So it was not like I was drawing excessively or was good at it. I really wasn't. It's just that I kept drawing. And by the time I reached the 12th grade uh, was when I realized everyone stopped. And I was the only one up for, I mean, me and like maybe a couple other girls uh, were always up for like the drawing project. So like mm. we had our Christmas windows, which was like the reason for living at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like the one who always drew for it and you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. Uh, that's pretty much how it retained, at least. So, and where was it? Was it encouraged through your family? Or? It, so my parents were really sweet. So in Abu Dhabi, um, it's so funny. I, I, lo I love that. They were really sweet. So it wasn't encouraged. Uh, by <laughs> <them>. <laughs> it's just that they had no other, like, we had, at least that time, we had no one. I, I don't know a single artist or an illustrator, anyone in the arty field. Right. And then Abu everyone goes to Abu Dhabi to literally get a day job. And you really don't even know what the hell that is. Like, you're just like, they just work mm, nine to five. And you don't know what right. people actually do. So I just assumed that was what I would do as well. So like when this came about, my parents were really nice. And 
Um, if you know anything about like most stereotypical Indian parents always force you to get into two fields, which is engineering and doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents were really nice, they didn't. But when I was young, I was like, oh, I wish they would just force me to get into science. <laughs> so much easier. Like, <laughs> but uh, they were like, you can pick what you like. And yeah, and they, they were absolutely okay with me doing art, which is really good because if they, I, I was really, it was really scary because I didn't know anyone in the field. So if they had said, I don't think this is a good idea, I would have been like, yeah, you're right. It's not a good idea. Um, in a second. So I think that little encouragement made like all the difference. Big difference. Yeah, yeah. it did. Quite cool. Do they yeah. do they understand what you do now? Absolutely totally no idea. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say absolutely. Yeah. And I was no. like, oh, wow. They, they, know, uh, they just know I'm doing well, so they're happy. So that's fine. Uh, that's that, that's yeah. all that matters. Like, oh, my doctor's doing well. Like, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think my dad still says graphic designer. My sweet dad. <laughs> that's cool. That's close enough. That's, yeah, that's better than a lot of people. At least so. in the same field. Like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing you also talk about in a lot of the bios I've read about you, you, you talk about this idea of um, being exposed to lots of cultures early on. Right. Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah. Um, so I think Abu Dhabi itself, um, it's pretty much a really multicultural kind of environment. Like where I grew up, there was, um, I don't know, everyone. And then I moved to Melbourne where... Also, there are a lot of different nationalities, and you just meet a lot of people. And then I moved to India, where there's mostly Indians, of course. Right. Um, so <laughs> I think I think that makes a big difference in terms of like just seeing how other people react to stuff, and like seeing things differently, and seeing what people like and what people don't like, and in small things like instances like color. It's a big difference in different countries. Like some, like in India, things are superbly colorful and intricate. Whereas in Melbourne, it's very, um, it's a little more uh, milder in colors and like. Even things are a little less, that's like they're more delicate. That's because it's overcast. No, uh, all the time. Uh, but during winter, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember winter. Um, yeah, but it's I, I like that differences and like you know adapting to. And I, I don't know whether it was because of that or not. Whether my style changed because of that, like just adapting to environment. Yeah, it's just it's just a thought though. Yeah. I might be jumping ahead sure. um, from from Matt's carefully um, planned <laughs> schedule, um, but what brought you to Melbourne? So you studied at RMIT. Was it yeah. just to, just yeah, to yeah, study? Yeah, yeah, I studied there. But and Abu Dhabi then, to Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I, I was just looking at colleges, and it was um, around was, the entire world. Uh, around the entire world, I had to cancel <laughs> a few because there's a bit of a budget constraint. But Melbourne, there was one in Sydney, uh, which was really nice as well. I ultimately picked Melbourne, which is not a regret at all. It was just the nicest city. I mean, mm. just really the nicest city. Mm. Are you guys from Melbourne? No, we're from no. Sydney. Oh, sorry. But we, okay. we, love, we secretly oh, love Melbourne a lot. Melbourne the sweetest so. little, adorable. Especially for a student set up so well. So adorable. Yeah. yeah I, I, so I just went recently, last year. Uh, but it's so funny. When I went, it was so different to what it is now. But, well, that's been a decade, I'm guessing, almost. Oh, really? Um, How? In what way? Um, in, in terms of, firstly, the number of people have definitely increased. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they will know. A, a, a lot, yeah, actually a lot more people. In general, that is the biggest thing I noticed mm -hmm. as the difference. When I went in, even even a uni itself was less, uh, there were a lot less people. And as the preceding years went by, I saw there was a jump in a number of students as well. Mm -hmm. And international students as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And what did you study when you were in at RMIT? Uh, communication design. It was communication yeah. design. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Very good. Did you have a teacher called Andrew Ashton in there? Sounds familiar. Yeah. What does we've, he we've, we've done some snooping. Wait, one second. What's it, what, what does he teach? Oh, he would have taught lots of things, but he's a, he's a very well-known designer in Melbourne. Very successful. 
well, he was not a full time teacher. That's for no, sure. No, he would have been. He would have been. He's very industry focused. So mm. we oh. just did a bit of snooping. Notice that the one person we all have on common on oh, LinkedIn uh, is Andrew. Ashton, oh, so. really? Yeah. Why don't we'll show you his stuff? He's yeah, amazing. show me his face. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, you'll recognize it immediately. <laughs> My face, yeah. Immediately. Oh, very good. And oh, so, no, and so, so yeah. I, again, I'm just doing the travel thing, yeah. so I'm jumping around. Yeah. But, but, but so, so Melbourne to straight to India, or did yeah. you go home for a while? I mean, well, I, I mean, I did trips to Abu Dhabi often, as yeah. in just once every year, I think, um, just for hello kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, no, directly to Bangalore. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a bit. I was like a tourist in a place where I looked the most naturally ah. <laughs> blended. Oh right. Um, so is there family there or? Uh, so at that, so no, my parents were in Abu Dhabi still. My yep. brother was in Bangalore, um, but I moved pretty much for work. Um, there was basically an opportunity to start something, and um, yeah, it was it was it was really good. It was different. Um, the most different, I think, out of all, I mean, well, three places, but out of the three of them. Um, you can adapt to, I think, cities a little more easily, but Bangalore was a very big change, I reckon. All right. What yeah. are, like, the top two biggest cultural changes or the biggest kind of things that you, you that I found uh, yeah. Language is still a barrier. Yeah. I, I think so a do, big, you spe- do you speak? I do not. I'm, yeah. like, such a sham. Of, wow. Like, so you, my people must get really confused. I, so what, the problem is, yeah, oh, my God. It's, an, it's really embarrassing um, <laughs> because in, in, in South India especially, no one knows one language. They know at least three. Right. And when I say least, like three, they'll be like, you know what, I'm, I'm really bad. I know only three languages. And I just want to die because I literally know. And no one believes this. I know only English. And it's it's really bad because like in India, everyone speaks their mother tongue at home. Mm. We didn't, and so it's yeah, pretty crappy. But you've definitely got an accent. I have. So everyone's disowned me in Abu Dhabi. They're like, you don't sound like you're from Abu Dhabi. In Australia, <laughs> like, oh, you don't sound Australian anymore. And in India, like, oh, you don't even sound Indian. So I'm, I, don't, I don't even know. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> That's so funny. You should be accepted by everybody. But uh, you, you know, feel it's like you're the opposite. No yeah, one. no one. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, that's um, great. So why? Why why move there? Um, so there was an opportunity to start a company. It's actually it was in Melbourne at the time when I started drawing with a um, with a company where we were manufacturing souvenirs. And I was at this time also where my visa was gonna be converted from like a student visa or working yep. visa to uh, it had to be a PR a permanent residence or, or I had to leave basically. It's a perfect, um, perfect chance. Yeah, to it was look, like the perfect and, and the funny thing was I actually worked in a bank for a while. And uh, when I was there, they were like, okay, so you can totally work here and we work out your your visa, but you would have to stay in for five years. And I mean, that's a li- like, it's fine. Like, yeah. it makes sense anyway, you would stay in a place for five years. But then it was like, oh, but this other thing is there. And uh, and I did the switch. And th- okay, so you know how I say my parents are really sweet? They were like, what the hell are you doing? Really? But, yeah, because, so it, again, okay, so if you know stereotypical Indians, my parents moved from India to go away. Yeah. And then I was moving back from the furthest part of the world right. all the way back. And they were like, what kind of... Dis- that would seem pretty crazy yeah. to them, wouldn't so it? I kind of yeah. didn't tell them the date I was moving because I didn't want that call saying, listen, <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. And also I was feeling really bad that I was doing this decision purely... And I don't usually make like really risky decisions, but this was truly one of them. And then it didn't work out, which was the worst. <laughs> so I had to tell them, which was horrible. And they were like, we told you yeah, so. No, they were really nice. I just saw it in their eyes, like burning. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. They do sound very sweet. I like, yeah, I, I like really, that you're still picking yeah, yeah, up yeah. how disappointed. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, like, I have a feeling like they still think I'm going to leave at one point. 
but no, they're, they're really sweet, actually. <laughs> so how long have you been there now? Oh, for eight years. I didn't wow. even realize to like calculate it for this visa. I love the fact that your dad's there going, no, she's, she won't be there long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. retired though, and they moved to, to Goa, which is not too far from. Right. Yeah, but it's weird. <laughs> so you, you talked about, you know, cultural shocks. Right. And, that kind of stuff. So you went there yeah. and, you know, it wasn't really working out, but you stayed there. Yeah. So what, what made you stay? Uh, firstly, um, definitely did not have the visa to go back. Right. Firstly. <laughs> um, realistically, though, um, I I had two dogs at the time. Um, I still have a dog, but um, I I mean, it sounds, it sounds silly, but I, I had to kind of stay on for them. I didn't want to, like, pull them out. And I actually considered moving cities at least. But like, it was just too much trauma for them because I just got them, they were young and like hyper. And if I have to move to Bombay, the chances of getting a space even quarter the size of my apartment with like the budget I had was just like, you know, it was just, it just didn't make monetary sense. Mm-hmm. And I had just gotten a project and it kind of just went from one project to the next project. And then after a few years, you're like, oh, I didn't move here. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> so I think it just worked out um, in hindsight. That time I'm like, oh, nothing's working out, but... In hindsight, I think it just worked out that I stayed on. I like yeah. that you've um, completely changed your professional career because of your dog. Yeah, I know, but so. I, everyone's like, oh, you did not do it for your dog. So I'm like, oh, I did. Yeah. Like, this. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Priorities are in the right spot. I've <laughs> seen I've seen your dog um, through your Instagram. It's um, the cutest. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to. Say, I've been told specifically to not call your dogs cute. You sound like one of those. But I, it's okay. I'll right. call your dog cute. That's Thank totally you. fine. <laughs> Matt has a very cute dog as well. Um, but I've noticed like it, he even makes it. It's Charlie? It is, is Charlie, yeah. yeah. Um, so Charlie makes it into some of your work. Oh, yeah. Well, the, my, yeah, it's quite shameless. I try to throw him in everywhere. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, um, one of my favorite ones that I saw recently was um, sort of like petting the dog um, and making the world go around. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was awesome. Thank you. Um, so, should, maybe we could talk about some of the work now. Um, sure. like, I thought I think you were going to say maybe we could talk about the dog. The dog. Yeah, I was like getting a little time. more excited. Like. I'd have a great time, but um, maybe some new listeners <laughs> they could just Google dogs at home by themselves. How how are dogs seen in in India? Oh, like how are they seen in terms of, so hmm, it's, that's a really good question. So there's two, over there there's a big, um, my dog is a stray dog, we literally picked him off the road. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird because after, stray dogs, they're called Indies. So Indies are actually very short-haired dogs, but after I got him, uh, two years after that, he started sprouting fur, which is very bizarre. Oh. So he doesn't oh, look wow. like a street dog at all. Right. So people like when you don't have a street dog. It's a very weird look down upon kind of concept where everyone just wants a breed. But the breeds in India are so badly bred that your dogs inevitably have some genetic condition. Yeah. So, But otherwise, people don't mind dogs as much. Also, there are a lot of dogs on the road. So there's like this big thing, especially in Bangalore, because it's kind of a messy city. There are a lot of street dogs because of the garbage. Mm. And um, so it's like people are looking down upon it because some people get bitten, obviously, because of the street dogs. Uh, so there's, there's this kind of like underground war against dogs, but at the same time, a really, really nice community, at least in Bangalore, who actually support dogs yeah. as well. Because um, yeah, uh, the reason I asked the question is I've heard exactly that. Is oh, that yeah. There's kind of there's two sides to it. Yeah, and you're, you're either on one side yeah, or Yeah, and it's like passionate, like hatred and yeah. passionate support. Like it's kind of scary to be in the middle of it actually so yeah <laughs> well it sounds like you're very much on one side though. i definitely am but i completely <laughs> understand where others come from because a lot of people who have I, I know a lot of people who got bitten and then they you know where that fear stems from i completely understand you can't even blame them but you can't even like but then you look at the city and like you can't blame the dog this is their territory yeah. initially anyway mm. 
So, yeah, it's complicated weird. issue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, hmm, weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, just want to go back to how you described yourself as well right. again. <laughs> I know, I know, I keep on going back, but I'm always fascinated by how sure. people describe themselves. Sure. Um, you, you talked about on your website, you dancing robots and enthusiastic <laughs> cutlets. <gasps> Where's that come from? I have no idea. I don't even remember <laughs> when I wrote that. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember the dancing robot, robot so was from, um, I just drew some dancing robots and then someone mentioned it and I just wrote it. You were like, that's my like thing. That. Yeah, that, that's me now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, everything is just what's happening at that time. What was the other one? Enthusiastic what? Enthusiastic cutlets. <laughs> Oh, so there's a thing in, in, in there where they say it's like a slang thing where they're like, what an enthu cutlet? That's enthu short form for enthusiastic. Right. And that's for someone who's like, generally me, who's like enthusiastic about random stuff. Right. So they'll be like, oh, what an enthu cutlet? Or if you're excited about random stuff, it'll be like called that's cool. an enthu cutlet. Yeah, so I just drew an enthusiastic cutlet once and then it became like that was your thing. Yeah. You know, that's my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about your work though, because it, um, I mean, it just looks like you just, draw all the time there's so much <laughs> stuff like yeah how, uh, how, how did it kind of grow you're right I mean I kind of just drew all the time anyway um and then I started posting it on social media initially Facebook and it's so funny because it kind of um it was the other way around where I was drawing for Facebook but then ultimately uh because the community grew a little bit more um they started asking for a lot more drawings so then I started drawing more because of them oh wow um so it was like a nice Fe yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So then you're like, okay, now they're and if I don't post at a certain time, they'll be like, hey, where's your drawing today? And then I was like, okay, so now then it becomes into your comes into your schedule, yeah. which it is now. Like it's just part of my day actually almost. Um, yeah, I always say it's like brushing my teeth. I just have to do it once a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once. Oh my god, I do it twice a day. That is so bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm in at the beginning of the day. <laughs> so, so what? So talk, talk to us about that. <laughs> brushing not, my not, teeth. Not about brushing yeah, your teeth. Do. But like, you, uh, so it's a routine. So it's it actually. Is, yeah, yeah. So my life is. Um. So I am. So. I'm not much, I'm, I'm very much a routine person, unlike I think what most people think of artists, they're more like sure. on the fly and do things. I'm super routine and super scheduled and I don't like uh, many, at least whenever I talk to artists, everyone's like, oh, I stay up late in the night drawing and I'm like, oh, I get up super early in the morning and start my day then and like, you know, it's super structured. So, so it's come into my routine where I have to do one drawing a day at least for social media. At this time, I have at least um, a good stock in terms because I've been doing it for so long. If I'm not like, because now I'm out of town, mm. I can schedule older drawings as well. But everything is scheduled and everything is structured in a way. At least most wow. of my online work. Have yeah. you always been like that? Have you always been very structured? I have, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just works for me. I don't know why. It's just so, um, I like the sleep time just being at the exact same time and get up time at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's not work in school, but it works now a lot. Wow. Um, also because I'm a freelancer, it just works out so much better because everything else is like on the go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things keep moving forward. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting more and more structured it, as it I get older. It works out well though. Yeah. I, def I definitely like it. As soon as my structure goes now, yeah, I, I get really like, oh. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about... Um, enthusiastic cutlets previously <laughs> which I love and one of my questions as well is like a lot of your work is incredibly positive incredibly yeah. uplifting <laughs> yeah. where does that come from I guess like such in, such enthusiasm you're talking about finding enthusiasm in kind of the everyday right. yeah. things where, where do you think that comes from and have you had that all the time I, I have 
up in a way that um, I think I'm lucky where I'm generally a really happy person. Yeah. Also, I don't feel like drawing if something like shitty happens. So right. that also helps. <laughs> but, um, but generally, and, and also I think it, it's so funny that also turned on into a circle where I draw when I'm happy. So that means I'm happy. And then the, the, then because of that, yeah, it just, it just works out that I t- truly am a little happy all That's the great. time. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like you're incredibly lucky to uh, have found I, that I thing. I am. I do, I do put luck into a lot of it because a lot of things, again, in hindsight, is just like things that could have fallen apart due to chance, uh, but kind of just worked out ultimately. So yeah. we're, I guess I'm interested with your work. Right. So you've got the artistic side where you're just drawing for yeah. drawing say social media side yeah. which i wasn't aware of where yeah. the social media monster yeah. wants you to draw, yeah. draw more. um but then you've also got this kind of merchandising yeah. side as well yeah. how, how does that all fit in i mean okay when i just started social media i was only a freelancer i never really wanted to start um uh, a company because i just i just felt like it was really too much work yeah. and then i did start a company i met i met my partner um and he wanted uh, Actually, oddly enough, I, again, here is where luck plays in, where because I already had a really strong social media feed uh, or community, uh, they started asking for merchandise. Uh, they're like, can I have this in a poster? Or can I have this in a T-shirt right. or whatever that right. is? And I never did it because like, wait, I know what happens when you start a company, and you, but you love drawing because then you end up doing the business side and you don't. And you don't do the uh, the drawing side, which is the stuff which which was initially why I got into it in the first place. So yeah, and then I found, met my partner. He really likes the business side of it, and then uh, started the company. Um, I don't take up a lot of the business side, which is definitely something I mentioned be- because otherwise I would not have time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does take up a good chunk of my day and and life as well. Uh, and I still do freelancing. So I don't have much of a life outside work at this point. <laughs> yeah, so what, what sort of hours are you keeping? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. I have You're a very big life. Okay. <laughs> no, so because I'm so structured, I stopped doing work specifically at, it's actually specifically at 3.30. Oh, wow. That is yeah. really cool, and I'm with you 100%. Yeah, but, but I start really early. I start my day at 5. Oh, okay. So well, <laughs> I just start late yeah. and finish early. That's still pretty good, That's though. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a good eight hours. Because um, I, I tend to, I work early, and then I end up working till 6 anyway. Oh, so I, I structured around my dog because he will definitely not let me work past 3.30 if I don't take him for a walk. Yeah. And once I take him for a walk, it already, broken, it already broke, broke my day. So yeah. then I can actually stop work. And it's not that I stopped drawing, uh, I stopped client work specifically, uh, because that's where I think the real tension or the, the real deadlines come in. So then it makes you prioritize your work as well. So the first half of the day, I definitely do client work. And if there's any other like personal work as well, I will do it after. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, the big question, how do you draw? Are you doing it straight into the computer? Uh, no, so actually, mo- well, a good 90% of my work is done on paper first. Oh, right. And then I scan it and put it on like, uh, the computer and then Photoshop color and stuff like that. So it's a pretty stru- set process at this point. Um, it's sad because I don't get to experiment as much as I used to. But because but then that's a good sign because that means I'm like because I'm busy. Um, yeah, but pretty much everything starts with pencil and paper still. It's always that balancing act, isn't it? Yeah, so. I've, yeah. I think when you it's it's always how you start off. Um, I think everyone has their own specific way of starting their work, which is really intriguing because it tells it tells you so much about how someone started drawing also. Um, I notice a lot of youngsters just start, youngsters, <laughs> I'm very old by the way, <laughs> uh, start drawing directly on the computer because that's how they started drawing yeah. and um, it's just intriguing. Um, again, there's obviously no right and wrong and 
just what you like. It's a conversation that I'm having with my wife at oh. the moment because um, both my children uh, draw constantly. Oh, right. Oh, and and I keep on thinking, I need to get them onto screens. Right. Oh. Because that's the future right. where my wife is like, well, it might be the future for some, but it doesn't need to be, be the future yeah. for everyone. Like, right. I think. You know, you've got to experiment. You've got to give one kid a tablet yeah. and the other kid, you know. I have experimented so much on them already. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Like. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the design scene sure. in India. So right. you've been there for eight years now. Yeah. So you actually would have seen it evolve because that's enough yeah. time to see it change i have and, yeah. and it um, does feel like it, in the last decade it has just from Absolutely. the outside looking in it yeah. looks like yeah. it's changed and it lots has. of places in southeast asia but yeah. specifically where you're living bangalore right what's what's happening uh before i moved to india i remember coming on holiday once and oddly enough in bangalore and they were telling me how if um i wanted to be an illustrator they were talking about this painter so there was no distinction between a painter as in when I say painter like literally artist and, and an illustrator commercially so they were talking about how he painted an entire mural and he got like uh, peanuts for it like it was so little that it would not even cover his cost of the material and they're like that's the state of uh, il- like illustrators at this time so when I was moving back I was genuinely wow. questioning what I was doing because that was one of the running stories in my head that side still exists where people paint beautiful things and uh, they have like so much talent and, and uh, skill but they get nothing for it and uh, the other end as well where you actually it's like you could be in any other part of the world because you get uh, you get paid for your services which I feel like I'm lucky enough to be a part of where um, I get paid and I get work and I can you know pay my bills and like you know buy stuff and you know all that stuff so when I just came to Bangalore there what, was can, can I ask why that is though why, why that I the, think the, yeah divide? because it's still such a relatively new field uh, people still don't really comprehend when I say illustrator and they'll be like you and then they won't even understand the word and I'll be mm. like a designer and they'll say fashion design right yeah. and then I'll be like yeah that's that's it because I like, <laughs> cannot explain so much more but that's also why they say fashion design is because fashion design became really popular mm. when a, a college called NIFT came in and it became really really popular and oh. everyone's like going to NIFT and so suddenly it became fashion design right. okay. so um, also I don't wear Indian clothes so then it Everyone's like, oh, she's in fashion design. Because uh, I'm not right. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, and she and can't speak Indian. Terrible. I can't, yeah. <laughs> don't rub it. <laughs> um, I remember when I started working as an illustrator, like a lot of people were like, oh my God, it's like the best job. And I'm like, yes, it is. And from there, when I just started freelancing, I noticed there were like only a handful of illustrators. But then I was getting jobs. So I'm like, I'm hoping it would pick up. Mm. And now eight years later, I meet so many people who not only want to be, but are illustrators and who start started doing it in that time frame, like when I started to now and how much they've grown and stuff like that and the jobs they get and what they've been able to do with it. Mm. And, and, and I think um, it's so funny. I was talking to that guy downstairs. Uh, he's a young um, illustrator, comic artist. Right. Um, that would have been impossible before social media as well, just that availability of people availability of people to see your work one of the things also is that parents have started uh, accepting kids who are getting into the field as well so so just like your parents absolutely yeah, yeah. so a lot of uh, funnily enough a lot of parents have come to me and told me that their kids love drawing what can they do to get them into the field which is a big difference from oh, what can they, in, into the field oh, that's yeah good. Into what, the field. What, what can we do to get them out of that oh, like, <laughs> being a doctor yeah. that would be 
Oh, I never thought of what my answer would be for that. Actually. You could have a whole consulting business. Yeah, I, I know. What, that's my backup plan at this point. <laughs> there was, do you remember there was a campaign? I can't remember what it was for. There was a campaign that was um, sort of showing like kids that are showing promise in art and they're like, oh, it's like a gateway toward like almost like a gateway drug and the whole campaign was based right. on have you caught your kids drawing? It's <laughs> like, careful, that's a gateway <laughs> into graphic design. The best campaign. <laughs> it's a really campaign fun campaign. campaign. Oh, that's amazing. For, yeah, okay. Great. And you know, there's like an embarrassed kid sort of sitting oh, there with a parent so like, mad at the them. the best. Okay, that's a really cool. Yeah. So, so there we go. That's where we are. Yeah, that's pretty much. So, that's so what would you say to someone? What would you say um, if if Matt if Matt, for example, came up and said, "Oh, my kids want to get into illustration. They've been drawing a lot." Right. What would you recommend? Like, get out of my industry. <laughs> <laughs> so what There's no the, jobs here. I, I want to make a joke about like um, nothing. Okay. <laughs> you can do it. I was going to say jet lag, but then I'm kidding. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just for our listeners, before before we started talking, we were arguing about jet lag. Cause, cause jet I, lag existing or not? Yeah, because yeah. I don't believe it exists. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a made I, up I thing. I genuinely hope he gets serious jet lag today just to prove it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going back, apparently, you will get it. Not not. I do, I, so the, the, the thing is I've always so I've said to my kids that yeah. jet lag doesn't exist and they've never had jet lag right. they've get, they get tired and they wake up at weird times we have like <laughs> midnight, midnight picnics what stuff. jet lag is but it's like if you don't give it the stigma of jet lag yeah. it's, it's like it becomes just labelling like, it something else but it becomes an excuse it's, it's like it's, oh, yeah, I've got just jet not lag it's, it's like, like saying I'm not hungover I'm yeah. just really tired and have a headache <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on being yeah. hungover <laughs> <laughs> I wish we didn't get you started on jet lag, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, so there you go. So yeah. you've got you've got people coming to you, like talking yeah. to you about, you know, so, having their kids. So you talked about this all sort of feeling like it started around eight years ago. Right. Was there something that happened at that time? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say it was because of this, because I'll, I'll, at least when I started... Of, of, obviously, you arriving. Yeah. Was a big uh, thing. I changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> What I uh, started with the other two people who were the founders uh, was an illustrated brand. It was a souvenir brand. And at that time, a lot of illustrated uh, merchandise started coming out. And illustrations in general being used in stuff. Um, I, I genuinely think that was the start of people seeing illustrations around. That is not used for like anything like, um, I don't know, like funny booklets or something like that, like yeah. educated booklets and stuff. Um, that's when I started seeing, at least. And then because of that, there were a lot more illustrators getting into the market. And then because of that, a lot more companies use illustrations. Mm. And that's how the market really grew. The industry also grew in terms of, like, now online, you use a lot of illustrations as well. Yeah. So there's a lot more need to use it around as well. Yeah, yeah it's quite fascinating, I think, yeah. um, with that whole thing of, especially big brands kind yeah. of recognizing trends right. like that. Absolutely. As soon as it happens, it's oh, just... It's I think. So I was walking around here in right. downtown LA, yeah. um, having a real, real good time, and I noticed that almost all of the posters, if you have a look around, all these enormous posters. So basically, it's a they mural. They are enormous. So it's a mural, which is really, really cool. Yeah. But it's actually an ad. Oh. So all of them are ads. So the iPhone um, ads. Yeah. Yeah. But which, which are like what probably. 10 stories tall? Easily, yeah. Which were, were murals, amazing. Yeah, so um, so on on this building here, um, or one of the buildings really close, it's a, it's one of the Lakers. So we're in LA, the LA Lakers. One of the guys, I don't know who they are, I don't follow basketball. Um, <laughs> sorry, LA. Um, and then he's got headphones on, and I'm like, oh wow, that's so cool. And then I get a little bit closer, and I'm like, oh, he's got Beats by Dre on. Oh. And then, so not only is it an ad for the Lakers, but it's also an ad for Beats by Dre. Oh. Uh, but it's also community. But it was also that's painted. Amazing. And oh. so I'm like, oh, there's so much. 
there's actually so much happening here. It's not something that I've seen in Australia before. Like, I've seen big ads. Yeah. yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. But, but it was a mural. Oh, that's so really cool. I've actually mural. not seen that. Okay, I'm going yeah, to have a walk around. They're yeah, all painted. Yeah. It's, it's oh, pretty interesting. And, and anyway, my, my whole ramp, ramble about that was, um, was just because I feel like someone did that really well yeah, yeah. That's a, here. That's and then everyone's idea. gone, cool, let's yeah. do that. But for yeah. us. Yeah. And I see that happening a lot with illustration now. Yeah. Uh, that, well. No, that, that's actually a really good idea. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, you too. Yeah. 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 That's my idea. My checks in the <laughs> my checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you live. Bangalore. Uh, who are you? I'm sure you down. One of the questions that I had was just this this store, and um, Matt was talking before. It seems you're um, illustrating every day, but when I was checking out your store, it's basically Etsy, but your store yeah. you do so much stuff across so many <laughs> so products varied, yeah. and i was interested in the story of how you right. know if if you recognize a trend or you recognize something you think oh we should do that right. what is the process of getting these things done because right. i'm assuming a lot of it is made in india yeah, and yeah. shipped so you kind of have like yeah, an inside yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god tell so, me all about this yeah so i okay so wait i'm gonna backtrack cool um when i was younger i not younger even now I didn't die, but I love like the greeting card industry. I think I'm the only. So I feel like I have really old lady mentality, or oh, at least <laughs> like vibes, where I still write, write a lot of letters. Christmas card list is like 300 lines long, and so I love that industry, and I love like stuff in general, and like greeting cards and stuff. Anyway, so fast forward, I still love it. So when I came to India, I realized that uh, India is actually a big manufacturing hub. So most mm. of the good stuff is always exported. Um, so we have the manufacturing capabilities, but never it never retains in India itself, which is uh, quite sad because the market is not there yet, or at least uh, the market for a little more pricier things is not there. So mm. even though the population is there, it's all for inexpensive things. So funnily enough, my pa- I met my partner like that, where he sent me a PDF of, um, it was an action export catalog of candles. And it's so funny because I was thinking, we have the biggest festival in India called Diwali, which is the Festival of Lights, but you get like shit ass candles everywhere <laughs> and it's like the crappiest quality. And he sent me this and I'm like, how can this possibly be made here because we don't get any of it here. So I think I that's go- the first time I've ever had someone say shit ass candles. <laughs> <laughs> Never had an opportunity to say that actually. Yeah. Because, um, so what I did was I actually took a flight and I went to his factory where they make these candles and it was just, like the best candles which are made for export it's only export quality so you'll see like christmas candles and like uh halloween candles and you're like halloween candles are not obviously in india and it's just all exported but they have the manufacturing capability but they just don't make for the indians because no one's been able to brand it so anyway that's when i was like okay so we definitely should start manufacturing and like you know bringing things to market and i think everyone thought of it at the same time because you started seeing like a lot more nice stuff suddenly when like not because i started a store obviously a lot more people realize that. You're part of that change. Yeah, so everyone noticed that there is actually a community, like at least they say middle class community is growing richer because Mm. people are having less kids and getting a higher income also at the same time. Mm. So they are able to afford certain things and like luxuries which are these gifting items and stuff. So yeah, that's how it pretty much started. And because again, like, like I said, I had that really lucky break where people started asking for stuff, make it and people buy it and then realize that there definitely is like a hole in the market to put stuff out. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And you obviously ship and sell to people all the way yeah, around so, the world. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, so um, so we, we do sell in India primarily, right. but uh, we have a lot of people asking for uh, for stuff abroad. But the problem is when um, 
Oh, people walking in the eyes of pain in the bum. Uh, there is a lot, when you're exporting things, it's a lot of paperwork, even if it's oh. for an order. So we st what we did is we worked with this uh, small brand in the UK. UK. I yeah. noticed that you had two yeah, websites. Yeah. I was wondering what so, the story was uh, yeah. there. So, okay. so there's this really sweet artist called Katie Avery in the UK. And she, uh, we actually sell her stuff in India. And she sells our stuff in the UK through Etsy. But How through cool. Etsy, you can actually sell all over the world. So she takes care of international mm. market. We take care of India because India is massive. Mm. Um, and yeah, and that's how it works out so far. Um, so far, that's been oh, working. Oh, wow, that's yeah. super interesting. Yeah. I love that idea that, yeah, I mean, she's like literally looking after the rest of the world and yeah. looking after India, but they're, they're balanced. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's strange. I was going to call you like pen pals, but it's more like pin pals. Yeah. You guys <laughs> oh, nice. That is nice. I'm going <laughs> to. You became an ink fellow recently as well. Um, ink fellow a few years back, yeah. So talk to us about what Ink is. So Ink is this, uh, it's kind of like TED. I think that's the nicest way to um, uh, compare it, I guess. It's just a community of these, this, like the most amazing people and they just do all different things and they just do something interesting in their field, I guess. Yeah, and I, I became an Ink fellow a few years back and that's why I met a bunch. And that's when I actually started, maybe a few, like a few, maybe a year before the Ink fellow thing, I started doing talks in general really something I never thought I would do because before that I was like really shy um yeah I know weird right because of someone who talks so much but <laughs> but, but um yeah and so um uh, that's it like I just met like the most interesting people there and I still keep in touch with them and um yeah it's been really good since then as well. and you mentioned it, you you compared it to TED but you've also spoken at a few I TEDs love as well TEDx's. Yeah, yeah 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 a bunch of them so um because there's so many colleges in India and like so many and, and again okay it's such a new field that mm. people are intrigued and I'm like I literally draw for a living which sounds intriguing and so minuscule at the same time um, it, so I get invited to a so actually I stopped recently because just been taking a lot of time and so I don't do as many now um, but like if I did them I would have done a lot of them because there are just so many unis and so many students and they all like are super receptive to hearing new things as well so what I realized in India, you feel like you're truly making a difference because people tell you how you literally like shifted what they wanted to do. And like I hear a lot of kids come and tell me kids, huh, uh, <laughs> tell me that they, you know, they've shifted like careers or something like that. And you're like, oh, scary if they like hope they do well. In <laughs> 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 a couple, couple more years, yeah, we'll be yeah, finding yeah. you again. <laughs> <laughs> but like really sweet stuff, though. Um, yeah, I, it's it's nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, I think we're probably running out of time. Yeah, well, I guess part of the series, um, we're obviously at Adobe Max. There's okay. amazing things going on, um, big speakers, workshops, all sorts of different things. Okay. Have you got anyone that you're really hanging out to see? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I just got the invite, I saw... So when I was in Melbourne, remember how I told you I like, love greeting cards and stuff? Mm -hmm. I remember there was this guy called Tad, Tad Carpenter uh, who did, like, this is one greeting card. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading slash stalking him and realizing <laughs> that his dad used to work in Hallmark. I think that's what I read. Right. Um, so so I remember being like just ecstatic that I get to see this guy who I used to religiously look up when I was in really? uni. Yeah, and, and now I get to see him. That's going to be insane. And he had like this small talk which I signed up for. So I'm desperate to go see him and not be creepy properly when I see him. You're going to go up and say hi to him though, right? I, I don't know. Because you have you know, to. You have I to always promise. think I'm going to do that. Then I see them, I'm like, mm, I'm not going out. But because because I'll just yeah. go up to them and I'll be like, hi, I love you. And yeah. then it'll be the creepiest <laughs> sentence anyone can hear yeah. for the first time. And I'll, be, and I'll walk away like 
horribly. Done. Um, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to yeah. go up. You'll regret you it. Have if you don't. Yeah, have to I go. promise. I promise okay. you'll regret it if you don't. Okay. But you won't regret it. Even if, you if do. it ends in a horrible story, like <laughs> it, it, you had to. Well, I've been doing this thing where every time I see someone I really want to go up to and say hi, I just take a photo of their back. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because see, that's creepy. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, now it sounds creepy when I say it out loud, but I have a lot of back photos of, like, very famous people. Wow. Like. That's quite awesome. cool, though. I like yeah. that. Famous backs. Yes. Yeah, famous backs. I'd like to see, like, a whole yeah. kind of, like, Collage a of wall backs, of backs. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I like that idea. Yeah, that's when I almost go up, but then check it out. <laughs> very cool. Well, we're going to be hanging out a lot yeah. as part of this Insider I'm crew. I'm really excited, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to, um, yeah, Adobe and HP and, and Streamtime and... You can find this episode and more at aosdesignradio.com and you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud at aosdesignradio. Where can we find out more about you? Um, Instagram's good. <laughs> and what's your Instagram handle? We'll uh, put it in there. Alicia Souza. Anyway. Alicia Souza. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty easy. And yeah, your shop true. as well? Uh, yeah, aliciasouza.com. That's easy? Yeah, everything you easy. Got, you got that whole domain. That's great. Well I done. Yeah, no one has this name, apparently. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Put, just, you're put, just at Instagram. But I, I put up Matt underscore Leach. Matt underscore Leach. Put some more circle pictures more up. Circles up there. Matt's <laughs> whole Instagram is just circles. Circles. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, you can find me. I really, I really want the Instagram of people's famous people's backs. So okay. that's yeah, yeah, that's your start. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm actually I'm your first fan. Okay, so. I'm gonna take your back now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not famous. Yeah. Um, you can find me on the internet at um, Flynn Tracy on pretty much everything, and you can follow our. Adventures. Um, we'll ha- we'll save some stories, some highlights, and stuff like that from our trip here. Um, and there should be some pretty interesting stuff. And you can find this episode and more at AUSDesignRadio.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at AUSDesignRadio. Thanks, Alicia. Thank Thanks. you. So Thank, much. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.